You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. people have had enough of waiting. The time has come to act. People are really angry out there. They're angry that the referendum's not being carried out. But they're even angrier that politicians' promises to them have been broken. Given how huge this decision is for our country, the severe consequences there will be for generations, it is time to put this back to the people and stop this Brexit chaos. We will do everything necessary to stop a disastrous no deal. A very good afternoon. You are listening to Bloomberg Westminster, your daily guide to British politics. I'm Caroline Hepke. Good afternoon. I'm Roger Hearing. What a day. Devastating defeat. The Supreme Court this morning has ruled that the Prime Minister's decision to suspend Parliament was unlawful, void and no effect. It is unprecedented and it was a unanimous decision. Yeah, the judges called on lawmakers to return to Parliament as soon as possible. Indeed, we've heard that some MPs are already heading on down at the moment. Various of them are tweeting that they're on their way back. But more damaging to Mr Johnson is that he involved the Queen in a measure that was then ruled illegal. Now, most people are saying, hang on, you can't be Prime Minister if you do that to the Queen in normal times. But these as we've said so often on this show, Caroline, are not normal times. Definitely not normal times. Uh, well, joining us on this morning, this afternoon's programme, rather, uh, if it all goes to plan, because it's really been a hectic morning, Gina Miller, the anti-Brexit activist and the founder of SCM Private, the woman who actually spearheaded the legal challenge uh, to prorogation here in London. She'll be joining us on the programme. Also, Labour Shadow Trade Minister Bill Esterson joins us from the Labour Annual Party Conference in Brighton. Is that still going on? Well, the Tory one they certainly don't think could be because in fact I think there's some very worried hoteliers in Manchester at the moment thinking that all that money and all that uh, booking has gone to waste. Anyway let's waste no more time because joining us here in the studio is uh, Bloomberg's Brexit editor Ed Evans. Um, So Ed uh, what can we say about this in terms of where it advances the Brexit situation? We know what the legal situation we know that Parliament effectively is going to go back um, but what does it do to Brexit? Leaves it in limbo, essentially. We've now got, we're, we're now facing weeks of uncertainty. Essentially, Bo- Boris Johnson is back in Parliament um, without a majority, without control of the parliamentary timetable, and without the ability to stop um, Parliament from sitting. In all likelihood, that makes a no deal outcome that he's threatened extremely unlikely. I mean, we've already had the Ben Bill, which would force him to. Because he's actually it, legally obliged yeah, it, to extend anyway. Yes, but the question was could he use prorogation to get around that at a later date? 
the court's ruling today suggests no, he could have some difficulties in doing that. Um, in practice, this looks like it's going to go to an extension uh, from the requested by the government and then an election thereafter. So expect weeks of uncertainty. I think you saw that reaction in the currency market to the hearing this this morning. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. I mean, and, and confusion really, I think, signalled also uh, in the currency market, the pound kind of wobbling. Look, the Prime Minister is actually currently in New York at the UN. His political position at home, though, I mean, it couldn't be any weaker, could it? As I said, he has lost, really, the last lever of control he has over Parliament. Mm. Doesn't have a majority, doesn't control the parliamentary timetable. Burko, the Speaker of the House of Commons, has shown he's been more than willing um, to let opponents of Brexit change the agenda. He can't stop Parliament from sitting. So what resignation, can which is what the you know Mr Corbyn or yeah. the Labour uh, leaders called for, obviously. Resignation, yes. I mean, you make the point very rightly that it is unprecedented for a Prime Minister to be found in a court of law to have misled the Queen. Um, Almost what, treason, I think, in some well, previous past we're, we're, we're not into treason, and we're not so far. I mean, when the calls for resignation have been what, from what you might call the usual suspects. Mm, sure. So you know, watch what members of his own party say. Uh, these are not normal times, and don't forget, nobody in Westminster is terribly keen on the idea of having an election. So, you know, there may be some incentive to keep Johnson in place and let him sweat in his own juices for the moment. Well, Ed, let, let's just walk through the choreography of this. I think a lot of people, not least us, will be very confused. At this point, Parliament, let's make this a, assumption that Parliament resumes. Yeah. With, there was supposed to be a Queen's speech, I believe, on the October the 14th. Yes. That presumably will not, cannot happen? Presumably will not, because the, the, the prorogation has been voided. It has not taken effect. So Parliament, if you imagine, we've reround the clock and Parliament has not been suspended. So at least that the Queen can go on staying in Balmoral for the next few weeks without having to interrupt her, her break. She may be the one person rejoicing at this ruling. Yes, she may. I think she may also be slightly displeased to have been <laughs> bound up in a legal thing. But OK, so, so, so Parliament resumes. There's no Queen's speech. Parliament presumably then can start passing further legislation. And I mean, one might suspect they're not in a mood to be particularly um, accommodating to Boris exactly, Johnson. Exactly. I and mean, Parliament could put, will, will, is in all likelihood, you'll see more pieces of legislation to, to limit the room move of the Prime Minister. Equally, you could also see Johnson trying to pass a, a legislation. He could try and call a no confidence vote in his own government. Uh, you hang could on, see, run that one slowly past because it'll be that's pretty weird, isn't it? It would be very weird. But thanks to the fixed term Parliament Act, Johnson does not have the power to call an election. He has to get a vote through Parliament, uh, two-thirds majority to do that. And he would need um, if, to, to call an election, he would essentially have to therefore call a vote of no confidence in his so own So he goes government. to his MPs and he says, you must vote that you have no confidence in me. Because this is the only way we can get they can get an election. And uh, he could whip the Tory MPs to do that potentially. Okay. We are beyond the looking glass. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so then look, let, let's look at polls then in that case, in terms of the election. Yeah. Uh, you know, And we are, as I say, in the middle of kind of party conference season where everybody's trying to bring out their new ideas and get a little bit of enthusiasm back amidst all of this Brexit. What are the chances uh, of Johnson actually doing well in another well, election? If you I look, mean, at, if you look at the offers. opinion polls, the last ones I looked at, he was ahead in the opinion yeah. polls. Corbyn is polling, I think, three points lower than Michael Foote was polling in the 1983 election, which was Labour's worst defeat, basically, in the post-war period. Johnson is the one party leader who, of course, wants to have an election. And this ruling, let's not forget, sets up a wonderful narrative from him and Dominic Cummings that this is about the establishment doing all it can to frustrate Brexit. And you will hear more of that now over the coming weeks about how lawmakers have tried to stop 
the will of the people expressed in the referendum. Ed, let's pause for a moment and actually hear the judgment itself, because it was quite striking. This is Baroness Hale, one of the, who was the chair, really, of the bench, delivering the, the verdict on this case. The court is bound to conclude, therefore, that the decision to advise Her Majesty to prorogue Parliament was unlawful because it had the effect of frustrating or preventing the ability of Parliament to carry out its constitutional functions without reasonable justification. Uh, and uh, let's bring in Bloomberg's Tony Ahrens, who is our EU legal team leader. Really good to see you, uh, Tony. Well, look, we've got all the big brains in the radio studio to try to work this out. Um, what did you think of what everybody is calling an unprecedented verdict? I and mean, very few people expected the court to come out so very clearly in their judgment. Well, I think the official legal term is, wow. It, it was just, it was, it was... An amazing ruling. It was, you know, very clear from within two to three minutes into the ruling how very difficult this was going to be for the government. The the, the Justice Hale spared no words. She mints no words. It was devastating on every single level, on every single point. It, it was almost quite pointed, wasn't it, towards uh, Boris Johnson and what he'd done. But but just take us inside the legal basis of this, because what you were saying is, one, they had justiciability, this weird word, they they were able to rule, and two, that there were precedents, she was working on precedents, for actually going against his, saying that what he was doing was unlawful, but but how did that work? Well, they were looking, they looked a lot at reasoning. Uh, precedent's very difficult in something like this because nothing like this has ever gotten to the court before. But they were looking very clearly at the statements that the government had made about the prorogation. And they said the government didn't justify prorogation ever. They could never, ever explain why they needed five weeks to do something that normally took five days, was her exact comment. Yeah, indeed. And, and then... Um that she, they weren't very clear on the issue of, uh, they weren't definitive, certainly, when it came to the Prime Minister actually misleading the Queen. But but the implications are very serious, aren't they? Because it was, Parliament was suspended on the advice of the Prime Minister to the Queen, who then does the prorogation. You know, th this is politically, certainly, just as important. I think, think it's politically important, but I think legally it was not as important Excuse me. The court really didn't want to look involve the queen very much. I, sure. I think they clearly tried to keep the queen out of the out of the equation completely, and they wanted to look at what were his justifications of prorogation. And they weren't trying to get into a, a Republican. Sure, sure, sure. You know, it, it, let battle. me let me pick up, if I may, actually, with uh, with Ed on this because it's interesting. In that circumstance, we're talking about the Conservative Party here. Um, these kinds, as you said a few moments ago, how are the party, how is Boris Johnson's own members going to respond to this? Because this is a party of tradition, uh, of monarchists, very many of them. Uh, they will not be happy, I imagine, uh, perhaps at the judgment, perhaps at Boris Johnson's action. I mean, what you've seen with Johnson is the Tory party turning into a Brexit party, and they may see that very differently. Thanks very much indeed. Fascinating subject and much to talk about. Now Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. 
Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Within the last few minutes, we've had uh, Speaker of Parliament, John Burko, standing in front of Parliament, saying what happens next. Yeah, well, what happens is 11.30 a.m. on Wednesday, UK Parliament, the British Parliament, will resume. Uh, the, the Speaker of the House, uh, Mr Burko, is saying that he has contacted party leaders on the resumption of Parliament, uh, that business will resume tomorrow after the suspension, that there is time available, Roger, for urgent questions and emergency debates. Yeah, there's a lot that they obviously can take on. But one interesting sidelight on this is the party conferences. Labour is currently meeting. In fact, we'll be hearing, I hope, from the Labour conference in a few moments' time. But Labour's having their conference in Brighton. The Conservative conference is due to begin in Manchester. Well, we can now go live to Gina Miller, one of the victors of all this. Uh, Gina Miller, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Okay, first of all, what's your reaction to the verdict? Well, absolutely astonished that it was a an equivocal eleven nil win, um, because eleven of our highest judges, most senior judges in our country, have just ruled that uh, our prime minister acted unlawfully. Act indeed acted unlawfully, uh, and therefore the suspension of Parliament essentially is off. Uh, the Speaker, Mr. Burko, saying that Parliament will actually resume business tomorrow. He's already been speaking to the leaders of the parties. I mean, we know Mr. Johnson's actually not even in the country. He's in New York at the UN uh, General Assembly. Um, Look, I understand that you must feel very vindicated, obviously, by what the judges have said. But what happens now? Well, what happens now is the, the ruling, as you said, it's as though prorogation never happened. So we ignore it. MPs get back to work tomorrow and do what we pay them to do, which is to scrutinize government, especially at this most momentous time. And they have to hold this prime minister who has just been found guilty of lying, basically, um, to account. I mean, it is quite extraordinary. And don't forget, it's not just the Prime Minister. It's also his senior advisers, Jacob Rees-Mogg, those who advised and carried out this uh, uh, order to the Queen have also got to examine their consciences and their positions. So I would hope that so now does that it's mean you want? Does that mean you're expecting or wanting resignations? I back to Parliament. So the parliamentarians have to, in the House, question the Prime Minister question his senior cabinet, question his advisers and say, why did they think it was right to shut that, shut them down and going forward, decide how they scrutinize them? So what this has done, this ruling today, which I have to say, I never envisaged that uh, twice in three years, I'd have to be in the position of going to the Supreme Court, but to hold the government to account. But that's what the MPs have now got to do. They have been put back rightly in the place it should be, which is scrutinising the government. Uh, okay, Gina, I mean, you make the point that you have won twice. You've done very, very well. You are not in a parliamentarian yourself. You're, the, you're acting as a citizen in this. But what's really interesting now is there is another legal issue, which is whether or not Boris Johnson obeys what is now the law of the land, which is to ask for an extension if he doesn't get a deal in mid-October from the EU. And there's been some suggestions he might not do that, and there might be some citizen uh, area of forcing him, pushing him through the courts to do that. Would you be involved with that? 
Can we, can we deal with one issue at a time? We've just had we've had a win today that's changed not just the constitution in the UK, but the constitution in every single country based on our legal system and our democratic model. So I think that's quite a momentous day for us. You cannot anticipate, and the courts would not anticipate, I would not anticipate what the government will do in the future if they were to... Uh, go against the um, law of the land, then that's a different matter in the future. But right now, we cannot anticipate that, and I cannot see intercrystable, but I would hope that, especially after today's ruling, that the government, that the um, Prime Minister Johnson is going to obey the law. Okay, but I mean, obviously, Gina, we all know you and have, have interviewed you in the past. You are an anti-Brexit activist, so surely... No, the- I'm not. Can you no? please stop saying that? I'm not. I have never been an anti-Brexit. Uh, I would like you to, to justify that comment because what I've done is mm. always stood up, including the payment of DUP, and said the government must act legally. I have mm-hmm. not said I voted Remain, but that does not mean I'm a Remain campaigner, anti-Brexit campaigner. That tag is something you, the media, have decided to put on me. Mm-hmm. I have stood up for, for the rule of law on every occasion. Gina, thank you so much. We will we will not describe you as an anti-Brexit campaigner, but uh, you thank are you. certainly someone who has achieved a, a great victory in the courts. I suppose we should say uh, that, that, that you must be very pleased about that. Thank you very much for being with us. Really appreciate it. Uh, Gina Miller there live on the line following that amazing victory in the Supreme Court. Yeah, indeed. Founder of SCM Private. Uh, so thank you for uh, Gina Miller. Yeah, I think, look, this is this is absolutely Gina Miller is right this is an incredible moment where the decisions of parliament and the government of the day are actually having to be put to the courts to, to these judges to make the decision it, it is an interesting one because Gina Miller is a civilian she's outside the, mm. court, the, the, the political system uh, and uh, she had lawyers with her campaigning on this she's won twice in mm. taking the government to court on this uh, at the point where the MPs seemed in a way to be impotent because they were prorogued yeah. now they're not prorogued they're back uh, leading the, the game, but what will happen with the other side? Because the other side, the 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 uh, Brexiteers, mm-hmm. planned this. What do they do, and where do they go with it? Now, I think we can actually go to Brighton live to Brighton because we've managed to get through to Bill Esterson, who's the Shadow Trade Minister, Labour MP for Sefton Central. Uh, Bill Esterson, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for being with us. Okay, what's your reaction to the Supreme Court judgment? Uh, well, thank you very much for uh, inviting me to speak to you. Um, well, it's a damning indictment of Boris Johnson. He should be resigning now uh, and handing over the reins to uh, somebody else. He has broken the law. He has lied to the, the Queen and he must go. Uh, and there should be a general election once we have stopped no deal uh, from happening on the 31st of October. OK, but the Labour Party stepped away from uh, uh, an imminent election in the favour, in favour essentially of postponing uh, and still the party from everything that we've seen from this conference season over the last few days cannot sort of make a decision one way or the other, whether to commit to staying in or, or, or coming out of the EU. Essentially, Labour wants a rerun. OK, well, there's, there's a number of points here. The, the reason we didn't go for an immediate general election because the most important priority is to stop the disaster of, of no deal because a no deal Brexit crashing out with all the consequences for jobs, the economy, for food supplies, for medicines. Uh, and actually, uh, what I think a lot of people have, have overlooked is that that is where, just when Brexit starts. If you leave with no deal, you start the negotiations from scratch. You start... To negotiate, have to renegotiate the money 
the arrangements for supply chains and food, medicines uh, and insurance and financial services uh, and all of the other uh, 5,000 arrangements yeah. that, that, are, that are in place. Uh, and you've got to sort out the situation with the border in, in Ireland. So you well, have to actually stopping no deal was absolutely the priority. But, but Bill, let me actually, uh, then, sorry, can I just yeah. clarify? Because I think this is really crucial. Before yeah. all this happened, you were not in favour of an election before October the 31st. Now we might go yeah. into a situation in which we have no government, really, up until then, unless we have an election before that. So what, what do you support well, now? Well, there isn't time to have an election before October the 31st. I, don't, I, I think it is unwise to uh, have that election before this is resolved and before the extension uh, is in place. So that's why the election would have to wait until uh, after that period. Mm. Uh, but... You know, once that is secured, once the extension is delivered, I think that is the right time to have the election, which is what Jeremy Corbyn uh, has has called for. So priority is to look after the interests of the country, stop no deal. And then the second thing is this has to be sorted out by general election. But how can you say that the Labour Party is sort of doorstep ready, as it were, election campaign ready, when yesterday the leader, Jeremy Corbyn, won this vote for the Labour Party to basically remain neutral on Brexit? I mean... How did you vote? How are you going to sell it to your constituents that somehow you're going to spend three months renegotiating a Brexit deal and then referendum in six months' time, etc., etc.? The the policy is going to be that we hold a referendum on our future relationship with the European Union. And to have a referendum, you have to have two credible options, one of which is going to be a leave option, the other has to be the option to remain. And that is a policy... Uh, that is consistent with where we were at our conference last year. Bill, I think we're going to have to leave it. I'm afraid the phone line has deteriorated so much we can barely hear you. But that was Bill Esterson. Our thanks to him, Shadow Trade Minister, speaking to us live from the Labour conference in Brighton. Bloomberg Westminster. Listen weekdays at noon on DAB Digital Radio in London. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.